It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, an evening devotional. I'm Jonathan Malone. I pastor the First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And I'm Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southborough, Mass. Charlie, it's good to good to see you today. Good to see you as well. This has been... It's a beautiful morning yeah, when we're recording is. this. Yeah, we're recording. We usually record it in the afternoon, but there were a ton of... Uh, I don't know. Something was stuck in the internet. My internet was clogged. I think there was a ghost in the machine. Oh, nice! That was I don't a nice know what else cut. To say. Yeah, we'll see if anyone picks up on that pop culture. Popular. They might. Um, yeah. So, it's, but I'm glad we're making it work. Clearly. We are. Otherwise, the entire last episode would have been about our lovely technical difficulties, which, as anyone that listens to podcasts with any regularity knows, makes for less than engaging podcasts. So, yeah, we're going to yeah. choose another path. Yeah, it's always fun when on the radio people talk about all their technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. that. How they had a car trouble getting there, all that fun stuff. Engrossing. It's lovely when, when pastors talk about that in the beginning of their sermons. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we have to stop being sarcastic or they're not going to trust us for the entire episode. <laughs> That's good. How are things going at your they church? They are going well, you know, different Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm three weeks into my new pastorate with Pilgrim, and I am learning so much. This has been a great time for really uh, interesting conversations with folks. Most of the ministry occurs on the phone and on Zoom calls, although I'm, I'm finding more information on the phone. Something hmm. about the intimacy of a phone conversation has been really helpful to my ministry, and I would not have prioritized phone calls if we weren't prevented from meeting in person so much. I would have been meeting more with people in person, right. which kind of puts up walls when you first get to know somebody and you don't, you know, you go through all those, the, the pantomime of getting to know you in person is very different from how it works when you could just call someone and say, look, I have this short list of questions that are going to help me better understand the dynamics of the church. Would you answer them? And people are doing that. And so I'm getting so much more intel. I'm, oh, I'm loving nice. it. It's been fun. And the church is very active socially online. So Tuesday night, there's a happy hour where everybody gets together and hangs out. Wednesday night, the bell choir, even though they can't rehearse, is still meeting. A Mm -hmm. choir is still meeting on Thursday nights. And then there's a coffee hour fellowship on Sunday. So there's more opportunities than ever to uh, get together with folks and talk in a group setting. So that's, that's been lovely. Well, that's great. Are are you starting to look towards a time of reopening? Well, we've recently had some discussions about that, and we don't have a concrete decision yet about that. We're really concerned with it. I actually did a blog post today. We're, we're doing yeah. a, uh, weekly blogs now and, and trying to get into that habit. So we're, we're, we really care about our people, and yeah. we want our people to be safe, and we do not have an enormous sanctuary. The, the capacity mm. of the sanctuary is around 230, so okay. we just don't have a lot of space to put people and so by by the very nature of it, when we open, mm-hmm. we'll probably have to open with limited seating. Maybe we do a couple services on Sunday to accommodate everybody that wants to come. Yeah. It's just not clear. Or do we worship outside? Or do we... So we're in that or do we phase? Or do mm. we? Or do we? Or do we? And we, we haven't resolved it yet. So when Dewey shows up, we'll ask him. Nice. Nicely How about done. East Greenwich? What's going on? Oh, things are continuing to go well. We had... Uh... Um, you know, we have, we have Bible study on Wednesday, so mm-hmm. if you missed it this time, folks, get there next time. That's on Zoom, and that's always engaging. Um, you know, we, the choir has been getting together, and we have one member of the choir that's having individuals record their parts, and then he's mixing it all together, and that's been a nice treat. 
Oh, nice. So we're able to hear the choir on Sundays, and uh, we still have our fellowship time after church on Zoom, and that's been really fun. Uh, but we are starting to look at opening as well, because uh, both of our governors have been easing up restrictions. Uh, but that's yeah, right. I, we're, I think we're in the similar place where we're trying to say, how can we do this in a way that's safe, um, in a way that's responsible? And in as much as you know, we want to get back as soon as possible, we're really taking, let's not rush into it. Let's make sure we have a good plan. Make, let's make sure that things go okay. So we're hoping in June we can be reopening as to what Sunday in June. I'm not saying, because I hoping, don't know. Hoping and praying, perhaps? Oh, look at what you did. Look I at did that. what you did. You did that. And I'm, I'm going to offer up a quick prayer. You might have just heard a beep in the background. I, did. I had a heater running that I just turned out turned off. So uh, if in the midst of this recording, my sound of my voice suddenly changes, that's the, that's the hum you were hearing in the background. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Sorry, Jonathan. Sorry, everybody. I just, I feel so less than. (laughs) We don't usually record in the cool of the morning. No, no. But I mean, this is a nice time to record. This is nice. It's a beautiful morning out there. So yeah, so today um, we're talking about prayer. Indeed we are. He, and, you know, it's not something that is, is, is necessarily precipitated by this time. Hopefully, prayer isn't a regular part of our lives, right? Ideally, we seek for a Christian experience redolent with prayer. Nicely said. Did I use that word right? I don't know. I don't remember. All right, it's, I'll look it up while you continue. Yeah, it looked, it sounded great. I wouldn't even look it up, Charlie. I would stick with it and say, don't, no, that was, that was the just right... Just be unrepentant. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and... And, and that goes, I mean, I think this is something we both have probably said, that if you're not praying on a regular basis, it doesn't mean you can't start any time, and especially in a time of crisis, those, those foxhole prayers are still right. valid, right. but it, it's, it's very much like an unused muscle. That's so true. If every meeting you're in, the pastor is doing every prayer, opening and closing, mm-hmm. you have a growth area. Yeah. You have an opportunity. <laughs> or you have a really well-built pastor. <laughs> pastor with just some great prayer muscles, just likes yeah. flexing them. And... Who likes flexing them and stealing the opportunity for others. Of course, we've, we've just highlighted the, the nature of private and public prayer as well, Yeah, which are two very different experiences. So let's start with private prayer, because I think that is the one that okay. has the most yeah. poignancy in this time, especially. I think it does. When I'm talking about prayer, I always start with the uh, Catholic framework. So uh, oh. I thought I'd remind everyone of the uh, four or five modes of Catholic prayer mm-hmm. that we can use to be in conversation with, not because we use those prayers that way all the time, but because they're the ones that, have, as usual, have a framework for things. Mm-hmm. So blessing and adoration is the first facet or, or, or mode. Mm-hmm. Petition is the second. Intercession is the third. And thankfulness is the fourth. And if you would like to read about this in, in slight depth, you can go straight to Wikipedia and read these topic headings the same way I did. Oh, nice. Is that just their Wikipedia on prayer? Pretty much. But, yeah. but, ble- but praise, blessing and adoration get yeah. bundled into praise, even though they're not quite the same. Praise, petition, intercession, thankfulness. Those are, the, those are the kind of the, the main modalities of prayer in the Catholic experience. And I think they mirror a lot of what we do in Protestantism, too. Although Annie Lamott famously said, there are only two prayers. Help me, help me, help me, help me, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So <laughs> do with those what you will. I like yeah. Annie Lamott, too. Well, so. Yeah, yeah, she, she's, really, she's really good. But yeah, I, 
I, I think that sense of it, that's one of the things I hear from folks is I'm not sure what to pray. I'm not sure what are the right things to say. Right. And, and, and that speaks to this this fear that we might have, like, what if I say the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I did know this pastor once that was doing this prayer and said the wrong things and conjured a demon, an <laughs> actual demon. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. and, and My prayers ever, are so great. Yeah. <laughs> I could inadvertently conjure a demon. And I said, maybe don't use the pentagram in the future. Maybe, yes. maybe not Maybe not holding your hands on the Ouija board, pal. Right. No. You're... So uh, in case people are listening, that story is only half true. You figure okay. out which half. Right. Hey, you presented the game One Truth and a Lie. Right. Yeah. Well it's done. A, well, I still work with youth. Uh, the, you know, there's, right. there's, not a, there's not a wrong thing to say in your prayers. But there are certainly some things that are better than others. Oh, say more. Say more. So I think a lot of times our, our prayers are either our fear and trembling. So I better just treat God the right way and put God on this pedestal and make mm-hmm. sure the distance between me and God is far, is, uh-huh. you know, is, is wide, so that, so that I'm not going to even come close to treading on the holy ground. And some people have that approach. And then the other, the other, on the other pole is an egotistical prayer. Mm-hmm. Where it is just, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is what you need to do, God. Make sure you just do everything. And, and now God is just made into this small little um, creature that fits into our pocket um, mm. that we just call upon to serve our needs and our whims. Okay. You've definitely, you've definitely built a pair of very straw men there. Yeah, well, that's how I, that's how I do all of my arguments. <laughs> <laughs> I could knock these down with a single blow. <laughs> I mean, the thing I think that you know, where I start with prayer is with the relationship I have with God. Because mm. uh, for me, that's what prayer is, is um, a, that time to be in relationship with God that's different from other times. I appreciate that. Um, is, well, this is with personal prayer, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, my, my partner and I, you know, Rebecca and I, we've been trying to go for walks during this mm-hmm. time. We try to do that anyways. Uh, but it's... You know, we're, we're home, all the kids are home, we try to have some time just to talk, and, you know, where can we go in the house that, you know, and we can talk about our children and they're not going to hear us? With that many kids, the right. outhouse. Right, right. And, and the outhouse is usually taken by one of the kids, so... Of course it is. Right? Always. You know, and, and if we can't talk about our children, what will we talk about? Mm. So, we, so we go for walks, and it puts us in a different context so that we can just focus on each other. I appreciate that. My wife and I take a daily walk, but we invariably wind up talking about the kids. So maybe we have yeah. a new practice, and others do who might hear this. Yeah, actually, yeah. People who are in relationships, it's really healthy to not talk about your kids and to talk <laughs> about each other. <laughs> and don't worry. We're not saying not to talk about your kids. You will talk about them constantly. Yeah. Yeah. We're just saying carve out a little time where that's not the focus. Right. Maybe, yeah. that'll be ne- maybe next week we'll just do relationship coaching. Ooh, well, maybe there's a, a one-word, pithy one-word approach to that we can find. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe relationship. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so so, so you want to describe the character of your relationship with God through your prayers, your, your private prayers. Right. And it, for me, it can be, God, I'm just, I'm not feeling great right now. Mm-hmm. And so I still use I statements, but this, yeah, sure. not, but not, this is what I want you to do. It's more, this is where I am. I think part of the we're back to that classic cliche don't make the the don't make perfection the enemy of the good. So I think I think people mm. put a lot of pressure on their prayers. Whew, 
Nice. Um, be- because they're <laughs> unintended. People put a lot of pressure on their prayers because they are, they've heard prayer done well, hopefully. They've heard public mm. prayer done well, and they think that is the way. When the pastor prays, it must be as gorgeous as when the pastor stands up in front of the congregation. I assure you, it is not so. Yeah. Sometimes it's God... Ow! We sound like the Tasmanian devil at the start of our prayers. We don't know where to start. Yeah, because pri- praying privately means praying imperfectly. You you just get it out. Get a get a. What's the other Annie Lamott doctrine? The the blank first draft. Um, you're you're just oh. getting it out of yourself. Get yeah. the get the awful first draft out and just let God have it. Yeah, and, and it will speak about your character, your your understanding of the character of God and the nature of your relationship, but you just have to let it. You, you need to let it let go some of that preconception around what the prayer has to sound like in your private prayers. It it needs barely any form, and I I think that's why. Jumping back to Annie mm. Lamott, she wanted to just give people that gift of, it's it's either help me or thank you to mm. to just let people feel. That when they say even those exact words with their hearts and their intention behind it, God will understand. So there's there's nuance to prayer that I think we'll get to in a moment. But keep yeah. in mind, you do have that low ramp in. Yeah. It, it, that yeah, authenticity makes for mm-hmm. really profound and powerful prayers. And then and yeah. then pausing and listening. I mean if I Absolutely. If I, yeah. What does I, God I say to you yeah. when you pause and listen? It depends. I mean, there was there was one time when I was it was at a different church. And we were having a tough time, and I said, "God, this is hard. I, I don't know if I can do this." And God's answer was, "Yeah, I know it's hard." But <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So it was like, "So get back to work." I'm like, "Ah." Oh, so now you've given on. us the what. Tell us how God says. How do you hear God when you pray, and then you shut up and actually listen? That you know. That it's going to vary from person to person. Sometimes Amen. I yeah. couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah, and some and it varies for me from prayer to prayer where I am at the time. Sometimes I'm still distracted and I just can't listen as well as I'd like. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I had an answer to a prayer in a conversation with somebody yesterday. Nice, because I had prayed over. Uh, I'll just leave it in the mist. But I, mm-hmm. I prayed over uh, what what I was thinking about and, and what I'm trying to focus on in a particular situation. And then in the midst of a phone conversation, someone said something and I realized it, it was the answer to my prayer. It was what oh. I was seeking. Um, and I think nice. there, there's a lot of ways to look at that because uh, a, an atheist would look at that and say, that's just the, the luck of you being aware and in tune because you had prayed about the thing, your antenna were up, and so you received the information. Okay, fine. If that's mm. what the atheist needs to understand my faith experience, use that. Yeah. But for me, yes, it works on that level too because my antenna are up and I'm looking for signals from my God. And it's, it's, as, it's as easy as, as being open as a result of having opened the channel. So Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think during this time, it's quite all right to say to God again and again, I'm scared. Yeah. You know, it's or I'm, be. I'm anxious or I'm angry or, you know, these things that we've talked about already, just to, to bring those to God and to not say, so God, make me not scared. <laughs> sure. <laughs> although, is, although petition is fine. I mean, petitions, ask, asking for, it to, for, to, for a need to be met is not, I mean... 
if if everything you do is petition, God, I need this, I want this, I need this, right. I want this, I, I think you're you're kind of just creating God as the uh what's the uh the, the vending machine of grace. And right, that's, right. That's not helpful. Not for you or God. That that's be that's I guess that's part of what makes God small in in your first example. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm Maybe. I'm reluctant with the petitions because I know it it and and this is probably a personal um, preference kind of thing, but I I would prefer to say, God, I'm scared and I don't know what to do. Okay. And rather than leave... knowing the need in advance. Yeah, but that's again, yeah. you know, there's no wrong way for the most part. There's no wrong way to pray, and everyone has their preference. And that's sometimes, right. yeah, and sometimes saying, God, I just I need my car to work today. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that is the prayer. Yeah. It's sometimes just, that's it. I think d- in my yeah. in my experience. Every there's there's so many platitudes about prayer. Every prayer is answered, or prayer right. is answered every time. It's just you don't understand the answer, or there's so, there's so many like cliches right. that people have used to make themselves feel better about prayers not being answered, <laughs> or not being answered in the ways they expect. And I will be honest with you: right. after 50 years on this earth, about 40 ish of 44 of them spent praying actively on my own. That there's they just don't get answered in ways I understand often. And sometimes the answer is there is no answer in my experience. Mm. And some people use that as an excuse for why God suddenly doesn't exist anymore in their lives. But for me, it just says more about the nature of God Mm. and about what God does and, and often doesn't do in the world for reasons I can't understand. But for some reason, it doesn't change my faith. Yeah. I don't know. So did you want to talk about some of the more, some of the different typologies of prayer or, or approaches? Well, we, we mentioned petition, we mentioned yeah. blessing. Uh, intercession is is a lovely mode of prayer just because we, we pray for others. We, we pray yeah. on behalf of others. And I think those are powerful prayers. Those are the kind of prayers that have been studied. The mm. scientific establishment has done work on that. I think if there was a Harvard Pilgrim study that people like to cite. Um, I think so. But at any rate, they've they've found a link between the efficacy of prayer for people that you know and who know you are praying for them. Yeah. So so that that seems to be an established thing and very effective. And when I was a chaplain um, at Brigham and Women's Hospital, it, not, not a chaplain, I'm sorry, when I was in the CPE program at Brigham right. and Women's Hospital, the clinical pastoral education program, where I served in a chaplaincy role... Um, I, I was constantly encouraged to chart. They wanted it charted mm. when I visited the patients, what we discussed, mm. how it was helpful for them, because then doctors could look at that and, you know, use it or lose it, but they, they could they could look at that information and glean the person's spiritual life and find out how that would be helpful in yeah. dealing with the patient. And the nurses were really appreciative of mm. prayer and, and faith life in their patients because they saw positive anecdotal, but positive results from it. Nice. So I think, I think intercessory prayers are, are really important. Um, I also think, you know, it's important for us as, as in this podcast milieu, you know, Protestant Christians to recognize that the different ways that prayer is used in, in other cultures, even within Christianity, but Mm. also like, like the, I love the old phrase that, uh, reading the Torah is prayer from our Jewish mm. brothers and sisters. That idea that prayer takes so many different forms in so many different cultures, and even here in Christianity, the way my my prayer experience goes when I'm prayed over by by people from 
from the black experience in America, how different their prayers sound yeah. than my pasty white prayers sound. It's, it's just, it's a reminder of the richness of the experience and the utility of the experience. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of, I get no. excited about prayer. Yeah, you are getting really excited about I'm prayer. I'm hogging the mic. Yeah. Go ahead, I wonder John. if you could, you know, get off the table again, sit back down. I'm, yeah, I'm back. Just, <sighs> thank okay. you. Yeah, good sound effects. Um, no, I, I think... Yeah, um, with the intercessory, I, one of the things I really value in those prayers is the relationality again. Because yeah. what when I pray for others or I pray for the church, or I'm I'm also saying God, I'm aware of you know where they are, and I'm, I'm lifting up their struggles or their joys, and of your presence there as well. Yeah, and and uh, and I think there there is real power to that. I never want to belittle the the power of, of prayer. It's an important reminder of the character of God as well, that God is larger than just I and mine. Yeah. That, that God exists in relationship with others. And if we understood that better, we might, we might have very different discourse in our lives, yeah. in, in our faith. And then that sense of gratitude, I think, is really... Oh, give thanks. I, yeah. Give I don't, thanks. Thank you, God. Yeah. I, I don't do that well. I'm going to be honest. I, I, yeah, in my in my morning prayers, it's it's more you know you wake up and and maybe you're not full of anxiety, but it only takes a couple of steps. Um, <laughs> you know, Jonathan, yeah. what you, what you just lack is a really good morning prayer. Oh gosh! <laughs> if only we had a morning a prayer morning from prayer a, from a I, studied theologian. That could the problem us. is all my morning prayers are spelled with a U. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, there's that. So there is that. Uh, but I, there is real value to saying, thanks, God. And, and in that, in the morning or in the evening, yeah. um, especially during this time when, you know, we're, you know, had to change our lives so much, uh, oh, yeah. our living with worry and fear and stuff to say, here are the things I'm going to be thankful for today, God. I don't want to cheapen it, but this is a great time to adopt a prayer practice if you haven't won or if oh, you yeah. haven't already. A crisis like this, when you're forced into certain rhythms, mm-hmm. this this is not just the stretch of time that's meant for you to finally see every episode of Better Call Saul. This is also <laughs> an important time for you to, to give yourself little gifts. And no, you're probably not going to learn French or, or Latin or whatever it was you were working on. Don't do German. It's so hard. Uh, but you're you're probably doing little projects and things. Why not give yourself the gift of morning and evening check-ins with God? In yeah. the liturgical life, jumping back to the Catholic monastic orders, among others, they have set times of the day that they're praying, morning watch and the early morning and then Vespers and Compline. Uh, mm. There's all these opportunities throughout the day to recognize God's presence and and care and to give thanks. And if if nothing else, if you walk away from this podcast with a morning moment where your eyes open, maybe your head lifts up from the pillow and you sit on the edge of the bed and you give thanks. God, Mm. thank you for shepherding me through the night. That's a time-honored prayer that people have prayed for so long. People used to be astounded that they woke up in the morning because sleep was thought to be like death. So thank you, God, for, for for a restful night and for bringing me through to the morning is a, is a lovely prayer, especially if you're having trouble sleeping. Nice. And then that, that practice, right before you go horizontal, when you remain uh, suspended above the bed, take a moment just to say, you know, today I'm grateful for this God. Share with God. Spend right. time with God. You could do so, worse. You really could. Mm. Yeah. Or lift somebody up. Lift somebody up yeah. bef- when you wake up or when you go to bed. I don't know. So yeah, exercise those muscles. Those That's muscles of right. prayer. If you use it, it'll get better. Yes.
Well, we have some good prayers. I know, Charlie, you tried to set up the theologian's prayer. I did, and, and it's a morning prayer for fellow prisoners. Oh, right, yes, and that one's by who D- again? D- Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, one of my favorites. Yeah, one he- of the classics. A, a theologian, a pastor, uh, a, a, a plot plotter against Hitler. Um, he, he wore a lot of hats. Yeah, and just absolutely brilliant. And I also have a prayer. This is an Orthodox prayer. Um, of Filaret, who was the Metropolitan of Moscow from 1782 to 1867. Oh, my. Yeah, great time to be in Moscow. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know who was... Was that Tsarist Moscow? I think so, but I don't know yeah. who was the Tsar at that time. I don't Let's know say either. Catherine, because she was Tsar for a long time. Say anything. We <laughs> won't know. <laughs> Actually, there's a Russian historian listening to this right now, slamming their fist on the table. <laughs> Why? It was Why? Nicholas. That's I, right. You idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought maybe I'd start with the Bonhoeffer prayer and then yeah. then do a light me prayer in the middle and then you could pick it up and, sure, and, and then, then we'll I'll, close with yours. And I'll so we'll call yeah. we'll call the morning prayer the morning prayer and then we'll call call the Orthodox prayer the evening prayer. Nice. Yeah. So we'll, we're gonna we'll take make ab- a little day. We'll take about that long in our prayer. So folks, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> so please join with me in this morning prayer for fellow prisoners by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Oh God. Early in the morning, I cry to you. Help me to pray and to concentrate my thoughts on you. I can't do this alone. In me, there's darkness, but with you, there's light. I'm lonely, but you don't leave me. I'm feeble in heart, but with you, there's help. I'm restless, but with you, there's peace. In me, there's bitterness, but with you, there's patience. I don't understand your ways, but you know the way for me. O Heavenly Father, I praise and thank you for rest in the night. I praise and thank you for this new day. I praise and thank you for all your goodness and faithfulness throughout my life. You have granted me many blessings. Now let me also accept what's hard from your hand. You will lay on me no more than I can bear. You make all things work together for good for your children. Lord Jesus Christ, you were poor and in distress, a captive and forsaken as I am. You know all man's troubles. You abide with me when all men fail me. You remember and seek me. It's your will that I should know you and turn to you. Lord, I hear your call and follow. Help me. O Holy Spirit, give me faith that will protect me from despair, from passions, and from vice. Give me such love for God and men as will blot out all hatred and bitterness. Give me the hope that will deliver me from fear and faint-heartedness. And he says, Amen. God, thank you for this prayer from Bonhoeffer, and help us to remember his struggle and what he represents, but help us also to remember to turn to you in the morning and in the evening at least for these check-ins so that we can strengthen and build our relationship with you in this difficult time. God, give us the strength to let go of anything that holds us back in being close to you and to each other, and may prayer be the conduit through which our relationships are strengthened and our lives are blessed. Mm -hmm. And from the Orthodox prayer, Lord, I do not know what to ask of you. You know better than me what my needs are. You love more than I know how to love. Help me to see clearly my real needs, which I do not see. I open my heart to you. Examine and reveal to me my faults and sins. I put all trust in you. I have no other desires than to fulfill your will. Teach me how to pray. Pray in me. Amen. Holy cow. 
That is my new favorite prayer, Jonathan. Oh, oh and did wow. we not? Hey, did we not just highlight one of the major divides theologically from from Protestantism to the Orthodox tradition? Yeah, I think we didn't covered those the prayers whole... encapsulate it. They really did. Protestants are all about a methodical explanation of the what's and the why fors. The the Orthodox are just open to the mystery. Yeah. I love it. Please use other people's words in your prayers if it's helpful. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a springboard. Maybe you close with it. What, whatever. If if you if you really feel challenged at coming up with your own words, rely on the on the the greats. Yeah, they're, some they're, of the greats. Well, yeah, yeah. If you're not sure if you should rely on them or not, write to you know or reach out to Charlie or me, and, and we'll tell you. <laughs> we'll tell you our opinion. Yeah, right. you know we're good at that. <laughs> you know we're good at that. Gee, if only these prayers were included in the show notes so people could use them. You know what they are. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, so if Thank you, you uh, get this through the... Th- nice setup, Charlie. You, <laughs> you really just here love it serve. right over the plate. I'm here to serve. <laughs> yeah, so, folks, if, you, uh, if you're getting this through various ways, if you go to 12enough.com, um, uh, there you can find the podcast, and the, and the show notes are these prayers. And, and right on. Yeah, I encourage you. I know one of our, one of my, uh, the listeners from our congregation, he teaches senior high um, Sunday school. And he That's said, a he, ministry. Yeah, and, and he's planning on using these prayers to open up his class uh, when we're able to have class again. Oh, lovely. He's just really enjoyed the prayers we've been offering. Oh, so good. we're You've glad been to. Offering. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's your inspiration that leads me, Charlie. Thank you, John. Well, All right, uh, that ends another episode of the Mutual Admiration Society. Of yeah, that's Malone right. and Eastman. Thank you for tuning in and big flies on the wall. For this. Yeah, we'll take it. However, uh, <laughs> I hope I hope that um, in these next couple of days, I know we're, you know, things are starting to open up again. The lights there, but we still have a ways to go. Be careful, folks. Yeah, be careful. Please. Follow the guidelines. Try to think about other people's needs more than your own, mm. or at least as much. Please. Yeah, and. And don't forget to pray. Don't forget to pray. Amen to that. All right. Peace, all. Thanks, everybody. Bye.